0: Hey, everybody, Cam Mayville here with Rug Wash Pros, yes, the home of Rug Rescue, with my good buddy, Mr. Nine Toes, Paulie Lucas. How are we doing, Paul?
1: Doing good. Good to see you.
0: It's good to see you, buddy. We had a great uh, Rug Room Live last night, and you know, one of the topics that we ended up getting into a discussion about is... Um, you know ph and the reason we did is there was a you know we watch things in different groups in our group and stuff and when we see these things come up we go you know that's kind of an interesting topic and that one kind of grabbed me a little bit because you know i don't know near as much as you when it comes to this stuff you're so good at explaining it but when i was reading the comments i'm kind of looking i'm going it was foggy to me it didn't seem accurate and and so that's when i tagged you and you jumped in and, and really gave some good answers to that and, and and commented on it and explained people to people a little more in detail what they really needed to know. And so today, I just wanted to take it, you know, not a ton of time on it, but I really wanted to hit on this subject and let you explain a little bit more about pH. So if you would, take some time and let's try to get everyone to understand this a little more and give them the important parts about it.
1: Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of misinformation out there and it's a uh, confusing and uh, sometimes, you know, we try to simplify things uh, so that it's easier to communicate. But if you simplify too much, <laughs> then then you really uh, aren't getting the the information across, and so there's confusion. Uh, one of the things I think it's kind of cool about uh, the the study of pH, you know, it's relatively new. I mean, uh, uh, 1909 is when uh, papers were written by a guy, I think his name was Sorensen, I think I pronounced that right, and uh, they really came up with this idea of the pH scale. Now, it's always been there, but to to actually understand it so that we can use it, so you could put numbers to it, because you got to do the math. So he came up with this scale uh, to measure pH, and really, uh, to really make it simple, the pH scale is a measurement of the concentration of lone protons. So a lone proton is hydrogen plus. So that is the most abundant uh, element in the universe. It's uh, about 73% of all matter in the universe by weight. And if you want to count atoms, and molecules, and you look at it that way, it's actually 92% of all the atoms in the world, in the solar system, in the entire universe. So pH measures that. Uh, How many protons do we have? So if we take a liter of solution of water, a liter of water, and we have one gram of lone protons, then that is called a pH of zero extremely acid. If you have half a gram of proton, free proton uh, in there, then that is a pH of seven. And if you have zero grams of hydrogen protons, then it has a pH of 14. Now there's two sides of the coin. You have hydroxyl groups on the other end. So it, it does the opposite. So if you got a pH of 14, That means you have one gram of hydroxyl group. If you have a half a gram, that's pH of seven, because it's a balance between the two. And then obviously, if you have no hydroxyl groups, it's a pH of zero. So that's really what we're measuring. Now, why is this so important? Well, when you have protons that are by themselves, they're extremely hungry, thirsty for electrons, that oh negative they want those electrons and they will steal them so if you put an acid that's really low ph a zero or one it'll just destroy things because it's eating up those uh, electrons and that material to get those electron because nature seeks equilibrium and so if you go to the other side of the coin Uh, and you have a pH of 14, you know, 13, 14, way up there, then that means you don't have enough protons. So those hydroxyl groups are just tearing things up to get that balance. And then if you're right in the middle at seven, uh, then you have balance. So when you put it on materials, it doesn't really affect it as far as damaging things, because it's already happy. It's already... Uh, got its equilibrium. So that's kind of the basic layout of that. And it gets, you know, really uh, complex and people start saying things, even if you go on the internet and look things up, they'll say like, well, pH stands for the power of hydrogen. Well, <laughs> you, know, you got to realize a guy invented this. He he did it. He, he, they came up with it in Germany and the guy speaks French. And so for him to start using letters for English thoughts, that's just not, <laughs> It's just not what he was doing. But that that simple uh, symbol of P simply stands for a proton. So it's, it's a proton. It's not power. It's a proton. And of course, we got hydrogen is the big factor uh, because those are your lone protons, uh, uh, hydrogen negative. So um, that's really what pH stands for, uh, is talking about uh, protons and high, how... Mainly hydrogen is what we're dealing with there in that water. Okay, so now let, let's take it to the next level because this is where it starts to become applicable in our lives. You also have to think about the substrate. What are we cleaning? What is the material? And so, even though the pH of seven, uh, it's called neutral, and it is. Um, some of our fibers require something else, like wool, for example, loves the pH of 5.5. That's its balance point. That's i its isoionic balance. So to really achieve neutral for wool, we should be at a pH of 5.5. Because if we go to seven even, thats it's really out of balance. So then we start attacking that wool. So we want it, the balance point for wool is 5.5. If you go to silk, it's 4.5. So, so it's a, it's a matter of pH of our water because pH is always going be measured with water. Um, if it's a solvent, it doesn't have pH. But the balance point for silk is 4.5. So we got to keep those things in mind. Now another issue that we run into that, that is where we get into trouble with pH is uh, uh, on cellulose. Uh, rayon, by the way, is almost pure cell- cellulose. So when we're talking about cellulosic or plant-based fibers, uh, its balance point is on the alkaline side, so it like it likes alkalinity. And usually, us rug cleaners, we're thinking about we want acid because wool and silk are on the acid side. And then we do things like acid rinses; they're very common. They try to stabilize color with the uh, acids. And so, you know, we're thinking all fibers like acids, but actually, cellulose doesn't. And and one of the big factors with cleaning cellulose is cellulosic browning and discoloration and yellowing so what a lot of people do is they use acid to fix that okay and it does work because the lower the pH of lignin the less color it has the higher the pH of lignin the darker it becomes so acid makes sense we go oh, oh you know let's let's go ahead and and keep it acid cuz that'll make it disappear, but it's still there. And so really what we wanna think about when we're cleaning these cellulosic fibers is lignin does not become water soluble until the pH of 7.8. So when cleaning cellulose, we should really be at about 885 so that we can take that discoloration and dissolve it and wash it away. And what happens is in our industry, because of our traditions and learning from others and hearing things at schools and reading papers, you know, everybody wants to spray acid on. But what happens is that lignin is still there. And so when humidity and cleaning and life goes on and the pH goes back up, all of a sudden you got browning again. And that's why a lot of people say it seems to get worse and worse. Browning gets worse and worse with time. The more times it browns, the worse the browning gets. Well, that's because you never got rid of the original lignin. So by cleaning at an alkaline side, eight, eight, five, you know, maybe nine, what happens is you wash away that lignin. Now, if you want to do an acid treatment after you wash it with alkalinity, then then that's okay. But again, you're still not getting rid of it. So if you have a problem and it's not cleaning, it's just browning by itself, actually hydrogen peroxide is a better choice because we can use 3% hydrogen peroxide on cotton and on rayon, and what it does is it literally destroys the color of the lignin, or You can use reducing agents like dye stripper and that what it does is destroys the lignin. So it's not there anymore. So it's not going to come back when the humidity comes back or when somebody cleans it again or it gets wet, you've actually dealt with it. And when you make things out of lignin and you want to not have them just color, that's what the factories do that process cotton and other cellulose is they usually wash it with high pH, higher temperature, and reducing agent. And what happens then is you wash away all that browning and all those things that can happen so that you've solved the problem. And that's why some rugs, you clean them and they come out beautiful. And you go like, well, I'm good. I I got this down. And then you get another one, uh, especially with rayon, because some rayon, Uh, that's made by like the cupramonium method, Uh, all the lignin's been removed or the LyoCell method, all the lignin's been removed because they reduced it and got rid of it. Or they used a a mercerization on the uh, cotton, which gets rid of all the lignin. So now you can clean it over and over again and you don't have problems. So pH is a very valuable thing to have in our industry because once you understand what it is, then you can use it to not destroy things or sometimes you can use it on purpose to destroy things, to get rid of soil or to get rid of discoloration. So it it is a good thing to understand.
0: That is awesome, Paul. I really appreciate you coming on today and talking about this. Um, Guys, real quick, we'll mention before we close out, just wanna let everybody know the Rug Care Accelerator online class has been launched. It is out there, $4.99 for you to take this class. You can run your employees through this class get everybody up to speed. Maybe you even want to um, polish up your skills and and try to get some more information. Um, But it is an absolutely wonderful, wonderful course. A lot of people, a lot of great feedback coming. Um, Also in October, we've got Lynn Tall doing her Rug ID class in Omaha, November 10th and 11th. Paul and I are going to be back at it in Omaha, Nebraska doing a two-day class there. So if you're looking for more education in the rug industry, please go to Rug Wash Pros, go to ChemMax. Got a lot of information in both places. We'll be here to help you out. So, uh, again, this is Rug Wash Pros, the home of Rug Rescue, Kim Max, and good old Rug Wash Pros. We appreciate you guys. And until next time, keep it clean.
1: Thanks a lot for watching. Come back.